Thanks for joining us here at Temple Baptist Church in Centralia, Illinois, where we are a community of people who are not perfect and don't pretend to be. If you would like to see other resources or learn more about our ministry, check out www.tbccentralia.com. Our hope and prayer is that through the following message, you are encouraged, blessed, and inspired to meet the Lord in a powerful way. We all love heroes, don't we? We love heroes. Sometimes heroes do actions that make us kind of chuckle. I was in the Minnesota airport reading the Minnesota Star and found this news article, Woman Bites Dog. I went on to read the article. Amy Rice, a 38-year-old lady, was walking her dog one day and a pit bull came out and attacked her dog and she could not find any weapon or any way to free her animals so she got on her hands and knees and she bit the pit bull on the nose until the pit bull began to bleed she said when i tasted blood i knew i was in danger at this point but uh, the pit bull ran away I can imagine what he said to his friends when he got back to the junkyard. Hey, Mike, what happened to your nose? Oh, this ferocious animal attacked me. She, Amy Rice said, I wasn't about to let my Buffy be destroyed by an evil animal. Heroes sometimes make us laugh. Heroes quite often make us cry. I read a story of a man named Joseph Fire. His last name is spelled P-H-E-R. Joseph was at the World Trade Center the days after 9-11. He was helping recoup bodies or looking for live people when he came across the body of his own brother, a firefighter, who while others are running away from the towers, he and his friends are running in to help. What Joseph said, I think, needs to be repeated. A hero is an ordinary person doing the ordinary right thing in extraordinary times. And I want to say to you, these are extraordinary times here in America. In 1973, January 22nd, the Supreme Court of the United States handed down a decision known as Roe versus Wade. They followed it up 90 days later with another decision called Doe versus Bolton. When those two judgments were rendered, it essentially allowed the abortion issue that any woman, for any reason, as long as she would have doctors say that it would be harmful to her mental or physical health to carry a baby to term, could abort their baby. 
later on, the Supreme Court did allow different states to put some restrictions on that. But you will be sad to know that your state of Illinois has passed legislation saying basically abortion is wide open. We need heroes to speak up this day. We need heroes that have had abortions to speak up. Quite possibly a group this size, one or more people has had an abortion or been involved with it. I want to say, as Jarmaine so uh, put in so eloquently, God's grace is here. You can be healed from that. The Lord can use you. He cleanses from all sin. In fact, think of this. One in four women in America has had an abortion that is childbearing age. One four. There have been so many abortions take place in our country that if we were to set up a military uh, graveyard that is six feet by six feet graves, and you've probably seen Arlington Cemetery and others, that graveyard would be 100 miles by 100 miles to hold all those graves. If you want to be a hero in this, this struggle, this battle, I think you need to know some following fundamental truths from God's Word. And first of all, you as a believer must embrace the truth that God created human life as distinct and superior to all other creation. Let me say that again. You really must understand and embrace God has created human life distinct and special from all other creation. In fact, if you go to Genesis chapter 1, you'll notice this. It'll talk about day one that God created certain aspects of creation. And at the end of the day, it says, and God said it was good. Day two, and God said it was good. Day three, and God said it was good. Day four, God said it was good. Day five, God said it was good. Day six, God creates man in his own image. And at the end of that day, God says it was very good. It was very good. Uh, Genesis chapter 1, verse 27 through 31. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. God has created mankind in his image. Now to understand that better, I go to a New Testament story that happened in Jesus' life. And maybe you remember this taking place. At one point, the opponents of Jesus were trying to trip him up. And so they said, Jesus, should we be paying taxes to Caesar? <laughs> now they thought, we got Jesus now. Because if he says no, we'll call the Roman authorities in and 
He'll be a traitor, an insurrectionist. They'll put him in prison. If he says yes, then all of the people that are Pharisees that say Caesar is a terrible despot, anti-God, pagan, that uh, they'll rise up. So we've got Jesus now. Remember that story? What did he say? He said, give me a Give me a coin. Remember that? And he takes it and he says, Whose image do you see there? Remember that? And that's the same word that's spoken of in Genesis. It's an exact representative of the original. He said, Render unto Caesar what belongs to him. Now most of us And I, for years, skipped over the next sentence. He said, and render to God what is God's. And at that point, they became angry and they were ready to stone him. Why? Because he said, you bear the image of God and you're rebelling against the Father and you need to turn your life over to him. It was a slap in the face to them. They were speechless. You see, you bear the image of God. Every child conceived, that little one we saw, that DNA, bears the image of God. We are reminders to the world around us that God exists. And please pray for Linda and the other people active in front lines of the ministry because Satan hates this life ministry. Here's the best picture I have of it. I'm going to say that these speakers represent Mr. X and Mr. Y. Picture Mr. X and Mr. Y growing up in Centralia together. Now, Mr. X and Mr. Y are competitors. And Mr. X always is a bit stronger and more athletic than Mr. Y. (laughs) It comes to uh, championship basketball. Guess who is the star? Who's second? There's the case. Always competing. Well, one day Mr. Y gets really upset. He's in fifth grade and he jumps this fellow. And guess what? He beats him up and he goes away crying. A little later in life, they begin dating. Oh, this young man, he gets to meet a young lady that's kind of pretty. Maybe not real, real pretty. Guys, do you remember your mom saying this about girls that she wanted you to date? They'd say, well, she has a nice personality. You remember that saying? Well, that, that was his girlfriend. His is the cheerleader. She's the prom queen. She actually wins Miss Illinois. And she is the superstar. Life goes on and it's graduation time. Guess who the salutatorian of the class is? Guess who the valedictorian is? They're always competing. He's always winning. 
College comes. He's admitted to the University of Illinois for business. He goes to Harvard Law School. Do you get the picture? Now they're out in the workforce. He has a pretty good job. Makes 120000 a year, some benefits. Guess what? He gets with the most prestigious law firm. He can't even count his money. Can you picture this going on and on? One day, he gets so angry that he gets and purchases a 9 millimeter pistol and he approaches him in the dark at the gas station and he goes to shoot him and guess what? It misfires. And he takes the gun away from him and he has to spend five years in prison. He gets out of prison only to find out this fellow has just given enough money to build the new wing on the hospital. But you know what happens with a generous donor. Here's his portrait in the hall of the hospital. He can never defeat him. All he can do is when no one's looking, destroy that image. Satan hates God. Let's say that together. Satan hates God. He wanted to be like God. He rebelled. He took myriads of angels with him. He hates God. Can he defeat God? No. Satan is defeated. You've got to remember that, folks. Satan is defeated. You can never get discouraged in your walk in Christianity because you serve a risen Savior. When he arose from the grave, he defeated him. He can never, ever win. He cannot overthrow God. All he can do is strike at the image. Have you ever wondered, why are there Hitlers that tried to destroy so much of humankind? Why are there Marxists that have destroyed ten times more than Hitlers? Why is the little innocent one in the womb marked as a target because Satan does not want God's image around. And so when I say pray for these on the front lines and working, I'm very sincere because Linda can tell you perhaps she won't because of just transparency. There are many attacks that come upon people that get involved. But we got to do it. Thank you for being a hero. Because you understand we are created in God's image. The second avenue, the second point you must understand is that God expects us to value and esteem human life. God expects us to value and esteem human life. When Noah came off of the ark, 
And he built an altar. The Lord said to him, now I want to give you some instructions. You can eat every animal, but always treat it uncruelly. Don't be cruel. And drain the lifeblood from the animal. But you may never, ever take the life of man. Listen to this. Whoever sheds the blood of man, by man shall his blood be shed. Why? For God made man in his own image. We need to value and esteem human life. It's not enough that we just realize that human life is created in the image of God. We need to esteem and value it. One thing that we always communicated to our youngsters uh, in our family is they were never allowed to mock anyone. The, their friends would make fat jokes. You've been around them, they're cruel. Or if you're skinny, skinny folks. Or someone that might be a bit slower mentally are handicapped in some way. We always said to the boys, you can never, ever mock a person. Why? Because they are creation of God, created in God's image. And it's been so marvelous to watch them. In fact, one day when they were little, they were about six and eight years old, uh, we were at the mall, and there was a little girl that had a, a large tumor on the side of her face. And she was probably two years old and in her stroller. And we looked, and they were trying to look at toys, and people around were kind of making, have you seen this, looking? And some people would even kind of, and I said, hey, boys, look at that little girl. I was so thrilled with my boys at this point, they got on each side of her and they got down on their knee and Dylan said, Cameron, did you ever see such a pretty little girl in your life? And Cameron said, oh, look at this little outfit she's got on. And uh, Cameron said, oh, look here, I see you're looking at the chainsaws. I had little toy chainsaws. Of course, you know, being boys, they'd love the chainsaw. They started, and started playing and and they teased and talked with her, and uh, we got up to leave, and Mother looked at me with tears, said, thank you, thank you. It's because they understood. So you gotta, you got to ingrain that in your mind and in everyone around you. Life is precious, and we are there to protect it. Also, we need to realize this. Every life is precious. Quite often, I'm, I ride planes a good bit, and my seatmate, when they find out what I do, will say, well, I would be against abortion, but what about those that are conceived as a result of rape? That's bad. That's hard. But yet God in his sovereignty allowed that one to be. Just because of where you start from doesn't affect where you end up. 
I've met many people that started a life in extreme poverty or were born to parents of drug drug or alcoholic addict. I mean, let's just take this a bit different. Are you a person because of your size? No. A little one that we saw on, they're as much a person as a six foot two person. Or how about location? Are you a person because of where you are? No. So this is a person. We have to protect the life. And plus you can never predict what's going to happen. There was a lady that's now with the Lord you're going to enjoy so much when you get to heaven. Her name was Ethel Waters. She was conceived as a result of a barroom rape. She used to sing at Billy Graham uh, uh, crusades. And when she sang especially one song, His Eye is on the Sparrow, people would start coming to trust Christ used greatly by God. So where you start from doesn't matter. It's still life protected by God. Another thing to realize this is every person has value or purpose and worth. I love these verses from Psalm 139. For God, you formed my inward parts. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you. By the way, the word frame literally is skeleton. My skeleton was not hidden from you. When I was woven together, intricately woven together, in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed substance in your book were written, every one of them, the days that were formed for me when as yet there were none of them. Every human has purpose and worth. You got to understand that. Every human has purpose and worth. See, we live in a society that says you're only worth as much as you can produce. In fact, uh, I go and train volunteers to work in pregnancy centers, and I ask many of them, uh, how many have heard this scenario in one of your college classes? Here's the picture that many give in university classes. You are alone in a life raft. There are 12 of you that have escaped the, uh, a ship that is sunk. And you look and you have enough supplies to last you 10 days. But just before the radio has gone out, you found that it's going to be 14 days before the rescue comes. And you only have enough supply if somebody jumps overboard. And one of you is a doctor, one's a nurse, and 
One is, you know, different. One's a bricklayer and one is unemployed. Who should leave first? Now, I got to admit, I'm really not the brightest star in the, the sky. And that day that the teacher gave that illustration and said, who should jump first? I piped up and said, the teacher, of course. <laughs> that was not taken as popular. But see the implication? Some are more valuable than others. But God's economy is every human conceived has purpose and worth. There's a couple that you're going to love when you get to heaven. Their name is Dr. Jim Ballou and his wife Cindy. They live near Birmingham, and they have taken upon themselves to uh, foster care for little babies between the time of birth and before the paperwork can all be finished. Usually it's 15 to 20 days. They've had over 40 babies stay with them in that time, sometimes for two days, sometimes for three months. Years ago, they were called by the adoption agency and said, would you all pray about bringing a little baby to your home? This little one will not live long. He's only born with a partial brain, so will you pray about that? Cindy immediately said, we don't have to pray. We already know God's will. Bring the baby. As soon as possible, Jim and Cindy adopted little Jonathan. They said every baby deserves a name. Every baby deserves a family. Jonathan will be our baby. And being a doctor and Cindy's a nurse, they gave little Jonathan the best of care. And little Jonathan lived past the few days of his life expectancy. And Cindy told me, said, Bob, Jonathan has a glow about him. We've dedicated him to reflect the glory of God and said he is so wonderful that when we go to the mall in, with him in the stroller, quite often people stop to look and said, Jim has led four people to know Christ as Savior just because of the awe of little Jonathan. By the way, little Jonathan went to be with the Lord last year. He was 12 when he went. Cindy said there's another strange phenomena about little Jonathan. Little Jonathan cannot see, could not hear, could not speak, could not walk. But they go to a large, beautiful church that has an orchestra and a choir, and it's a really great evangelistic church, great, great church. And she said, as we sit there with little Jonathan in the stroller, when the orchestra and choir break in, and she said, it only happens with songs that praise Jesus directly. When they start praising Jesus, his little hands go skyward. Twelve years of life, he led people to Christ. I contend every human conceived 
has purpose and worth. That's why we need heroes. God expects you to stand up and speak for the innocent. I believe there are a lot of Christians that are pro-life by talk, but pro-choice by life. You don't do anything about it. Uh, Our sound people are going to help show a little video that shows the difference between people who believe in rescuing someone who doesn't. Uh, Can we do that? Is that possible? That YouTube video of an actual little two-year-old falling down onto the tracks. And did you notice what most of the people did? Oh, isn't it bad that the little baby's fallen? But what'd that one young man do? He runs, he jumps down. Which one would you say believes that that little baby's worth saving? The one who jumped down. Which one, which Christian would you say believes that God creates life and protects it? And it's in His image. And we should do all about it. Just looking at the edge. We have some slides of babies that would smile and say, thank you because somebody jumped down and rescued us. And God does great things. I am privileged to be the executive director of a pregnancy center. This little baby is here because of a lady named Maureen. Maureen came to our center. She'd been absent for three weeks. She came in all excited because she had just toured Israel. And after we had our prayer time, we received a phone call from this young lady. And this, by the way, is with permission. Said, I have an appointment at an abortion clinic. And Maureen said, you need to come here to have your pregnancy verified, and we can even perform an ultrasound for you. And so when that young lady came in with her fiancé, Maureen said, you have such a beautiful accent. It sounds like some of my friends that I've met in Israel. And they said, "We're, we're Israeli citizens. And they hit it off. And Maureen helped them and introduced to the nurse. And the nurse did the ultrasound. And here we go. We have a little Jewish girl Because Maureen got down off of the platform. 
she did something about it. We have a couple of other little babies that were saved because this grandmother had said, my daughter's too young for a baby. But a nurse said, you need to look at the baby in the womb first. Said, your baby's going to look like a peanut, but the baby's going to be there. And now grandma's holding. And then here's another baby. Notice Ginger is the volunteer holding this baby. So that leads me to the final point. What can you do to speak up? Let me give you some suggestions. First of all, pray. Notice I didn't say, say a prayer. Pray. Pray. How about this? What if you drove by the high school every day and parked and prayed that no of not one of those youngsters would seek an abortion? What if you prayed continually every day for the unborn? What if you called Linda and said, may I just come to the center for five minutes and stand in the room and pray? Pray earnestly. Pray specifically. Pray earnestly. Maybe you could fast and pray. I have a friend named David D. Right, a few years ago, he came with the idea, why doesn't he encourage Christians to not revolt or hold signs, just go out on the sidewalk and 40 days pray and fast for the abortion clinic. Since then, over 400 abortion clinics have closed in the United States. Prayer. Pray. Another thing you can do is get involved. Linda will be back here and she's going to have some clipboards. Write your name down and give her your contact info. She can use your help no matter what you can do. She can use your help. Years ago, I made this kind of an appeal to a church and a college student came to me and said, Bob, if you give me a key to the center that night, at night, I'll come and clean your center. Did that. You can give financially. Take a baby bottle home and fill it full of change. But get involved. Here's another. Communicate with your state representatives and say, I want you to uphold life for me. And let them know, you got to get involved. Are you going to stand up on the platform and say, whoa, what a little baby? Are you going to jump down and get involved? As a church, it's our honor to play a small part in all that God is doing in and through your life. And we would love to continue with you on that journey. To find out what your next steps could be in your relationship with Christ, simply go to www.tbccentralia.com forward slash next. You see, here at TBCC, it's our mission to lead people to become fully devoted followers of Christ who walk by faith and not by sight.